folks. Welcome back. We're already having a good time over here, as you can hear. Uh, we are back. That's Whiskey Cave, and I am Tony. I got Peter across from me, and we are still with our friend and special guest, Chris. Say hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. All right. So, uh, we are back, and uh, he decided to hang out, hang out with us a little bit more. We were uh, getting into some fitness conversation. We were... Just talking about everything that uh, dads kind of go through with fitness and stuff like that. We're going to continue that conversation. But first, well, the last uh, episode, we were talking about monkey shoulder, which we tried. And then we were also sipping on a little bit of Woodford Reserve there, the uh, double oaked batch. So we're going to take a little bit of that real quick, neat, and uh, and give our rating on that as well. So Let's uh, see if I can get a better sound yeah, this time. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Game is that weak. first one that you did, like on episode two, yeah. was like that was, that was the clean. one, man. It was so we should just loop that boom. into every single episode. What was it? That was the Four Roses. Four Roses. Well, Four, uh, the, four uh, Roses is pretty the great. The first one that we tried that was, was the Bennigans, which you should have saw. He had the hardest time opening that bottle. We can't. I'm sorry. What did I say? Bennigans. Bennigans is not a, a you drink a bar? it on your own without. No, me? what is Bennigans? Bennigans is a isn't that it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buchanan's Deluxe. There, a green bottle. Have you ever had that? I, I don't. I don't think yeah. so. Well, when you do, look up the YouTube on how to open do, it. Do you want it uh, neat, or do you just want to? <laughs> I'll take a look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want a little splash in mine. But anyway, the, uh, episode one, we tried Buchanan's Deluxe. Um, not a bad whiskey. Up. We didn't yes. rate it, so now we're going to start rating every whiskey that we try. We couldn't that's, even open that. Good. Bottle, Thank you, Tony. And we couldn't even open it. And then, uh, and it was like a marble inside. All this stuff. Peter just tore that up, and the there marble a, fell out. Everything. A marble? Yeah. yeah. We opened the top, and like inside, <laughs> like right here in the in the in the neck of the bottle. There was a marble sitting there at the top, yeah. and so I thought I I thought I broke the bottle or something. I don't. So I picked it out. And I was like, "The fuck? There's a fucking marble yeah. in here." But we had no idea. What, we we actually looked it up on YouTube how we to had, open we this bottle because we were like, "What did we do wrong?" I don't then, understand. Then he, the funny thing is, he's pouring it right, and so he's like, right, "And I, got, I am I got a seasoned whiskey he's bottle a, opener." He's like, "I got everything done. You know, I passed all these phases, and we this before we looked up the YouTube, right?" And so he's like, "I, I don't know what's going on." And we couldn't get it, it open, and it's just nothing coming out, and it looks like it should be coming out. So we look at the video. Peter had passed phase one, whatever that is. He like some people couldn't even take the top off without twisting something off that was important. And then the marble wasn't supposed to come out, but it came out for Peter. But it was fine. And then we're like, okay, it looks okay. And we get to the part of the video. The guy goes tap on the side like you would the Heinz ketchup bottle, and then it'll start flowing. Peter's like, mm, get the hell out of here. Yeah. And we're thinking the same thing. It ain't gonna work. Peter, sure enough, tap tap. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. You're like, what? And then Tony sent me a commercial, like a Buchanan's oh, whiskey yeah, yeah. commercial later. <laughs> and it's this like lady who's just like making drinks. And I'm like, that's fucking bullshit commercial yeah. because she didn't tap the bottle. She yeah. didn't fucking ha- struggle to open they it. Like, they didn't show her open nothing. They didn't show her open no the bottle. There's no marble. That way. So it's, it's stupid ass. It's an interesting bottle. It wasn't a bad whiskey, but it's an interesting one. Uh, probably on the same level as, as Monkey Shoulder. Uh, and then Four Roses was probably a step above those two. And yeah, then, I would uh, I would put down. Monkey Shoulder and Buchanan's in the same thing yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. that. Same like, aisle. And then, tried it, probably won't ever buy it again. And then we're going to try uh, Woodford. Let me see that bottle real quick. Thank you, sir. So, uh, most people have had Woodford Reserve regularly. This one is double oaked. Uh, 45.2% alcohol. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Finished in a second oak barrel, everybody. So, that's what now something means. Something Chris uh, coming out of told us about. Whiskey is spelled two different ways, which I'd never noticed before. Oh, one with an E, one without an E. I did. When it's setting and up what is that? Stuff, what yeah. is that one, Tony? Uh, this one is with an E. So. I think Scotch whiskey, and forgive me, people, uh, 
Canadian whiskey don't use the E. They're going to absolutely I know, annihilate you. I know. So every, all of our one followers. Tens of people I, are going to hate I, me. I think I read it's, about it before starting our dad's whiskey cave because I wanted to learn how to spell it. And I think what I read <laughs> was, because I knew there was an E in there and some didn't. And then what I read is I think anything made in the States, um, in America, would be with an E. Has an E in it. I oh, believe so. Yeah, I, I believe never so. knew that. I now, never even noticed. Anything made yeah. outside may be different. I yeah. don't know about different regions or anything like that, different countries. But I think, uh, if not all, anything made in, you know, most of them come out of Kentucky. Well, and hopefully like we're being clear. Like, I don't think we were extremely clear, but we're talking about the spelling of the word whiskey yeah, with an E whiskey. at the end before the Y or not. So that that's what we're talking about. But like, and, and, and I had no idea that there were two different spellings. And everything, everything Dad's Whiskey Cave is going to be with the E. We're going to make sure of that. I already checked, double-checked everything that we set up. So email, Instagram dad's whiskey i really cave. feel like tony should have researched that before we started this podcast i did like that's how to why spell i whiskey. E. that's you know? what i'm saying i just didn't talk to you about it. well you made me look like an idiot <laughs> you know no i did I, I researched it and i added the e to everything so instagram dad's whiskey cave again plural dad's whiskey cave with an e um dad's whiskey cave the right with spelling e the american spelling yes the american spelling i guess so would you say it was chris canadian I, are there other countries <laughs> not that i care about <laughs> Unless I'm unless I'm vacationing. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna try. Uh, I mean, we've we've kind of we've kind of tried it a little bit, but now we're really gonna try it and put our you know our palates to the test and say let's let's rate this whiskey, um, and then we're gonna get back into our fitness conversation. So let's uh, let's try it, gentlemen. What are Cheers. the florals you're getting, Chris? What are thank, the florals? Thank you guys again for being here. We <laughs> cheer. Oh, that was a good. Appreciate. Clink. That was a great clink. All right, let's see. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. That's pretty good. I like that one. Um, I like it a lot. You like it a lot. All I'm right, really I'll let you. Then I'll let I you start with the rating. Then, sir. So out of five, again, you can give the you know three points, point something. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna that say so it's it's a it's a three point five. It is a solid go to, and and for I think I paid a little over thirty dollars at Costco for it. For its price point, I'm. I, I mean, I almost comes with a free hot you. dog too, dollar fifty at <laughs> yeah. least, right? Um, Practically free. Uh, <laughs> honestly, for at its price point, I'm not sure there's something that can beat it. Okay. Oh, so now okay, we got a challenge. So, I, again, at its price point, is, I will say. Chris. I will so say, at its price point, it's a five. At its price, at its price point, overall. it's a six. I mean, yeah, honestly, at, at, at its price point, point I, I'm not sure that, that for something that's readily available, that's not on a, on, on allocation. Not something that you have to like have a good relationship with something with somebody to be able to buy. Okay, so listen, Chris, thirty-five dollar bottle. Right? We, I think okay. for for something this, like that, something yeah, around there. Yeah, we, we have a whiskey podcast, and we didn't know how to spell whiskey. You can't use words like don't allocation. Say, we don't, don't know say, what the fuck. Don't say we, folks. Don't say we. Yeah, my Tony fault. is here. Tony <laughs> knew fault. the different spellings, and if you look at all of our social, <laughs> look medias, how he puts himself above me. All of there's a sudden, there's no e. There's an e in everything. So I knew that there was a different way. So I kept saying, Do you spell your name, Tony? I was going to say. There's no, there's no, there's no, no E in no Tony. E yeah, you didn't know there was an N at the end? <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> Tony. A couple of E's in those ones. You know, you know it's Tony, actually, but, you know, I just say Tony just to make it, you know. So, uh, <laughs> it's Tony. So, Tony. can you guys please call me Tony? There's a little, like, dash above I will it, whatever those things are called. Call me Tony. Um, I have two E's in my name, so I'm better than both of you guys. So, I like it. Uh, uh, Chris gives it a 3.5. Go ahead, Peter. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I uh, It's a little bit, maybe a little bit higher for me, maybe like a 3.5. 3.7, 3.8. Okay. Um, I would say the regular Woodford is like a 3.4 for me. This, I think this is, you know, better. It's right there. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I've had the regular Woodford. This one's a little bit better. 
Excuse me. Regular so, Woodford is like my if I'm at a bar, that's my usual go to. Okay. Because I know what to expect. It's the go to readily available and like, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't make you feel like trash and it doesn't. Yeah. And it's like the it's the readily available, everybody has it middle shelf yeah. thing. It's not gonna be pappy, it's not gonna be something that's crazy yeah. expensive where it's like hundred and fifty dollars. It's gonna be around like 10, a cocktail. 12 bucks, right, exactly. You know. Yeah, unless you go to Hollywood. We yeah, talked about that right. last week. Oh, my God. No, yeah. don't um, Yeah, go to Hollywood. And well, that's the thing. Uh, so our last week's whiskey, Four Roses, I, I I mean, I don't often see it at, like, casino or casinos. Me and Chris were at the casino Oh, last you week. see where he's from, yeah. folks. You see he where was, my mind's at. He's a gambling guy. Okay. Well, because me and Chris were at uh, Yamava last week, and I think I was looking for the Four Roses bottle. Yeah. And I, they didn't have it. Yeah, you know, I no. They see, had I Woodford. See that one they, that they, they I think that's what we drank. But And I feel like Four Roses would kind of be at that same kind of price level yeah. as a Woodford or a Makers or something like that, right? Four Roses is, again, it. one of those It's actually a little bit cheaper than, is it? Okay. The, than the Woodford. But I, I don't think I've ever seen it at a bar. Yeah, like, that's readily, what I'm saying. Not at a, like a huge whiskey bar. Not a lot of bars, but it's but it's one of those things that's still readily available. You can get it yeah, at, at most. Yeah, at stores. Yeah, mostly at any stores. stores. Yeah. I just haven't really seen it at bars. But again, you know, in the last few years, I got, I'm having babies and stuff. I don't go to <laughs> bars that often. And if I'm going, I'm not looking at the bar. I'm <laughs> putting uh, looking. You guys had a high chair or anything like that? You have a... Uh, you have a kids menu with a crayon. And Does your wife listen to this menu? podcast? They feel like you're covering for something already. <laughs> no, I've never been out of it. no, you go to bars, Tony. <laughs> I'm just saying, sweetheart. When I leave the house, I'm doing podcasts, and I'm uh, not going to a bar. This is our bar right here, <laughs> so it's all good. But uh, Woodford Reserve, everybody, uh, very tasty, and the double oaked one is uh, is very good. So we're gonna go back into our fitness conversation. So we talked a little bit. About fitness and our timing uh, and how we navigate through uh, spending time with our children and finding times for ourselves and, you know, and significant others are thrown in there as well, but uh, finding time for ourselves to hit the gym, right? Uh, But now we're going to navigate over to when is a good time to start putting our children into organized sports and fitness, uh, meaning when should we start introducing them to those things outside of just running around playing, um, you know, in the front yard or just being active like they all kids are active for the most part. When do we start getting them into organized sports, organized fitness to say, hey, we're going to work out today. We're going to play a sport, uh, whether it's organized or at home, we're going to practice. Uh, what are you guys what are your guys take on that? When do we start that? Uh, how deep into it do we get? Um, anything to stay away from early on, anything you're scared of, uh, all those things. So, uh, you know, I'll let you guys, uh, whoever wants to jump yeah, in Yeah, I that. mean, I, I have an idea. I, th- I think with sports or any kind of activity like that, if it's organized, unorganized, whatever it is, I, th- I really think you got to know your kid. Because, I mean, if you look at Tiger Woods, he was golfing since he was two, right? I mean, but yeah. that guy was probably more driven than any two-year-old ever in history, right? right? right. My son at two? <laughs> Probably total idiot, right? So, uh, I don't think I could have driven or my. Wait, wait, go ahead. Talk. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I could have driven or pushed my son into organized sports earlier than I did. Which was, I tried it at four, didn't really work out with yeah. baseball. Um, I've tried it lately with other sports, doesn't really work out. He likes individual sports, so I think it depends on your kid. Okay. I really do. I think if if your kid is driven, focused a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like my son, he's just not that way. He's not okay. super motivated to join a team or yeah. do anything like that. 
he likes golf. He likes individual sports. Um, he likes to kind of focus on those things. And so I, I've been trying to focus him more on that as far as, um, and then he also does jujitsu and I'll talk about that in a second. Oh but, man, he can probably kick my ass. Yeah. I, I know he, nothing about he, fighting. He's I'm starting to guy. kick my ass at six. Luckily, luckily enough, I'm a big enough guy where people just go, eh, I'm not messing with him. I'm I ain't like, going to try him. If you mess with me, you'd win. Cause yeah. I'm not a fighter like that. I'm like, you know, I don't yeah, know what so I can do. But yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, we don't do a lot of research on this uh, podcast, but I did read an article. I don't know who it was written by. I don't really care. But what what they <laughs> what what they were talking about was basically like if you wanted to start individual training, either strength training or gym training, um, endurance training, or anything with your kid, you could probably start that around seven or eight, depending on your kid. Okay. But you're going to focus more on technique, form, focus the skill itself, how to perform it, right? You're going to focus on kind of like the intricacies of that movement or how to, how does my body work? How, how, how do I move? Yeah. How does my coordination right now? Right. As opposed to like building strength or actually weight training like muscle. Yeah. yeah. They don't putting up weight, yet. whatever, right. whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. until, and then they were like, once you, once like boy, girl, whatever you get into junior high, then you can start maybe looking at building muscle, right? right. right. Because you've already established that form, the technique, you know how your body moves, you yeah. know how to move around a gym, you know how to, you know, stack weights, you know how to do all that stuff because all those things that, I mean, let's be honest, that's a skill. Even as an adult, if you've never been to the gym before and you go into the gym, you don't know how to work the machines, you know how no. to stack weights, you don't no. know how to load a barbell, you takes don't do time. any of that shit. Yeah, it takes time. Takes Unless time. somebody shows you and you pay And then to actually do the form correctly, I mean, still to this day, I was doing bench the other day and my buddy was like, hey man, try and move your hand here, try and bring your elbow in here because that will help your shoulder and, you know, that form, which I was never taught in high school when I started lifting weights, I was never taught that. It was just like, hey, put up as much weight as you can, right? <laughs> right Squat right. as much weight as you can. Right. I think at seven or eight, especially... If you're in the gym with your kid, if you're going to the gym, if you're working out in your garage, whatever it is, if you focus on just spending the time with them, talking to them, hey, man, this is how you move this. This is how you pick this up. Look at your grip. This is how you do this. Right. This is how your body moves. Make sure you do it this way. Make sure you do it. I think that's really, really important. Okay. So- and I think for running or endurance, I think you could do whatever. I mean, yeah. like I, I, my daughter can run four miles i mean i've gone hiking Just with her going. and she's i've done a two or three mile hike and you know my legs are long i'm six foot three mm-hmm. so i can walk really fast and she's literally jogging running next to me for the entire two or three mile hike she can just go <laughs> so there i don't think there's any real three limit on just that going keep just pace going with theater oh. that's funny so i don't think there's any real limit on that but i think when you look at like uh sports or the gym i think technique form it's really really more important on the younger ages until yeah. you get to that junior high school level yeah know? i read an article where it's they said yeah don't obviously at a younger age i think like you said kind of junior high age something like that is when you start getting into uh, really like fine tuning certain specific muscles yeah maybe developing your body more things like that but they said any earlier than that like um, especially with little kids like mine and yours and peter and and your son um they said don't really do like cardio for like for active cardio because it's kind of pointless because their heart rate is way different than ours right so as a kid your heart rate is something crazy high right yeah beat 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 way faster than what ours is and so you have to, if you're doing like, hey, we're going to go do cardio and go sprint forever long without, you know, obviously you want to have fun and do all that stuff. But if you're trying to get a, a cardiovascular workout, it's like kind of pointless for kids because their heart rate has to be maintained at such a high level that 
it's kind of pointless. It'll never get there for us because we're adults. We can we can do that and it'll help us because uh, our heart rate isn't as high naturally. So they said it's kind of pointless to do like a, a running workout uh, for kids or something like that if you're trying to build them up because it's not it's just not going to work. Um, but go out and have fun and run and do all that stuff. Like you said, your daughter can keep up well, with Well, I, I have a buddy who but he goes for – That's what the article said. Yeah, he goes for runs. And he, he puts his six-year-old on his bike, and he can go for five, six miles on his bike. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a cardio workout, but it's definitely – It's just a workout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that kid can definitely do more on the bike than my kid can because yeah. he's actually trained a little bit. Oh, he's okay. done it more, and you know he's, he's just done it more frequently. Yeah. I guess his article was just saying if you're trying to get your kid in better shape, that's – it's kind of pointless, I guess. Hmm. You're, you're, they're going to be in shape. They're going to be good. I don't know if it increases endurance or what. That's just what the article said. But I was uh, I thought that was interesting because the heart rate does make a difference. And I know from you know, obviously having three kids that their heart rate is super fast as a, as a yeah. baby. I forget what it is. And then, um, you know, still now my son will go run around or we'll go run, play basketball, whatever. I'll give him a hug and I feel his heart just going crazy. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you all right? And I forget. I'm like, yeah, your heart rate is just way higher than what mine is. Uh, even if we did the same workout, it's just it's just nuts to feel that, you know. So interesting thing. Uh, what about you, Chris? What do you think with uh, with working out? I know your your daughter is a little bit older than our our oldest kids. Are, are your kids into sports? Oh yeah. So my daughter plays um, in like a, the city basketball league, and oh, nice. my son plays in. Your daughter's tall. Yeah, uh, which for, is odd for her age. Well, my my wife is tall because you're not. I'm not, but my wife is tall. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew. No, I'm short. No, tall I appreciate tall it. Tall family members in the background? Yeah, no, she, want? no. Uh, uh, oh, I mean, sure. above, and, above and beyond me being short, Peter wants to make sure that everybody is aware that I'm short. Like, yes. I, I get it. That um, was cool. And by short, I mean, like, average height. Like, the fact that you're, like, freakishly tall is not my fault. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not, not your fault. Well, it's <laughs> my parents' fault, I guess. It's not my fault. You did eat a lot of fast food and no veggies. Uh, I mean that that didn't help for sure. All the doctors say for that for sure. Yeah. Um. And yeah, my son plays plays uh plays soccer, and they they you know they they they're very interested in their sports and things like that. What's really interesting to me, and 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 because my daughter is the oldest and the one that is the most athletically inclined, at least to date. Um. The thing that's that's she wants to get as as good as she can. What's fascinating to me is she wants to watch every Laker game, every Clipper game. She oh, wow. wants oh, to learn. Cool. Yeah, she wants she she wants to learn technique. And I keep telling Student her another game. No, but here's the here's the funniest part to me is that she really wants to learn the game by watching NBA players. And I don't know if you've watched an NBA game recently, but like if you want to learn how basketball is played. Don't watch an NBA game. Yeah, because watch a Euro. Game. No, yeah, was, they yeah, take like nineteen steps. Yeah, not traveling. You know, it's it's absolutely incredible. So, like, I've tried to get her to start watching more more college games and and things like that, just yeah, to like get just to get her to have a better understanding of like the fundamentals of the game and and also like basically everything between where she is now and the NBA is going to be more akin to college rules, right? Yeah. It's going to be more akin to the the. The you know the uh, the tie up rule and um, the way they you know they they do a lot of the you know fouls and you know things like that it, it's going to be much more like college rules than it is certainly NBA rules so I'm trying to like talk to her about those things and get her to have that kind of understanding but the thing that I find that I have the most focus on is having her have a healthy balance between where her competitive and athletic mindset has her focused on 
and balancing that with where her kind of healthy, um, you know, uh, mindset is related to her like body image and things like that. Because I, I, as, as a, as, as a, as a father of daughters, um, I, I very much want to make sure that she is doing everything she can to get as good as she can at her specific discipline, but not have it lean too deeply into the kind of negative stereotypes you see with body image issues, particularly with girls. Although there are certainly issues with boys too. And, and, I, yeah. and I, I'm sensitive to that with, with my son Mason, but um, trying to make sure that, that um, I'm, I'm, co- I'm always cognizant of the difference between being athletically inclined and, and the, the, the relationship between that and body image yeah. okay. uh, with her and, and, and making sure that I, I, I'm, I'm sensitive to both of those sides. I have of a the question. So uh, we, we said before, Tony and I's kids are a little bit younger. And so I feel like with sports, uh, Tony, maybe yours is different, but um, I feel like it's more like, let's, let's let them have fun. Teach them a little discipline, a couple skills here and there, as long as they're having fun. Cool. Your daughter's a little bit older. Do you have to talk to her about keeping fun in the game? Or is she super focused on like getting so good that she – like she's watching NBA. She maybe wants to go to the NBA or WNBA or whatever it is. Is there any part of you that's like, I need to make sure that the game stays fun? Because I know when I was when I was 12, I played soccer all growing up. And by the time I reached 12, the game had lost all fun for me because I'd been on travel teams. It was very competitive. Got into some super, super serious coaching stuff. Like all my coaches were like very, very strict, super serious. And the game lost all fun for me by 12 years old. So like by the time I got into junior high, everyone thought I was going to play soccer. And I wanted to get as far away from soccer as I could. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I... I think about that a lot. And so I actually put that on my kid maybe a little bit too much where I don't really stress skills or developing his game as much in certain things, as much as I want him to have fun with something. Do you ever, do you ever think about that or worry about that with an older daughter? Who's maybe, I would say your daughter is very focused. um, And I would say that she has an ability to take anything that she wants to whatever level she wants. Do you ever think about that? Like, cause she is still pretty young to just keep the fun in the game. I will tell you, if you've ever played a board game with my daughter, <laughs> she is, I try to avoid that at all. Competitive costs. in a way yeah, right. that is, that borders on psychosis. So she's yeah. got that. Yeah. She's got that in her. Oh my okay. goodness. So I mean, she does, honestly, like, I, and honestly, and I know that the three of us here at this table will understand what I'm talking about when I, when I say this, but many who are listening outside of this may not, but uh, I, I fear that she's bordering on a niche levels of competitiveness. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a friend just 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 to set set the table here. We have a friend who um, is professional pro- basketball played professional yeah. basketball um, and is a baller and is competitive in a way that is borderline Psychotic. insane. Yeah. And she, she, she will, she, she will absolutely cheat at Uno. She will absolutely cheat. She, she, she has absolutely adopted the the mentality that cheating. Bro, she might be listening. You're gonna out her like that. <laughs> I well, if she's listening. It's because I put it on for her. So, <laughs> but she, she has absolutely adopted the idea that like if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like uh, that is a hundred percent her, her philosophy. Huh. Um, okay. and, and that, like, I, it's a weird, it's a weird line to walk. Did right? she come up with that herself or did fuck that no, didn't I'm come sorry. from you guys? Like maybe this is made too explicit. Maybe we're going to no, have to get the, we're gonna have to get the E. I'm no, sorry. We got, we got the E maybe on all did. of them. So but, we're good. Uh, no, fuck no. Like uh, th- that's from me. I know where it's from and I fully get it. And I take full responsibility for that. And I, I deeply apologize both now and in the future for anything that, that comes from, from me instilling that in her. Like I am a hundred, I, I've instilled this competitive nature in her and I want her to be competitive that way. But in the, at the same time, like I, I'm, I'm cognizant of the idea that, you know, being competitive also has kind of a negative ramification yeah. in, in that it can like make you feel less than if you don't achieve what you're, su- you, mm. what you're seeking yeah. and, and things like that. So I'm trying very, very much to, to, I want her to, to understand that there's purpose in things that she do. If she chooses to compete in team athletics, there's a difference between winning and losing. And that difference is meaningful. And, and, and it's important to understand that the, the work you put in often relates to the result you get on the outside of it. But I don't want her to derive kind of personal value in the outcome. I want her to understand that the the value comes from the effort you put into it. Mm. Um, and, you know, th- that's a really fine line to walk. I want her to be competitive. I want her to understand that, that competing is purposeful and that 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 there's that, that that there's meaning in doing it but not so much as to define yourself in it well secondarily like as a follow up at what point did you think with her that it would be okay to start maybe driving her a little bit towards more competitiveness like not maybe not competitive competitiveness with her peers but maybe like hey you're good at this like we could, yeah. Let's if you want to to a trainer. Let's put we you could in, push you know, this a little bit like and see you, where it goes. Yeah, when you if you really that? love it, have you ever, have you ever had that conversation with her? Do you think that like like she would want that, or because that's that's always like um, it's always like my question, right? Like I feel like our friend Gabriel, like he he wants to push his son to like be really good at a certain sport, either tennis or boxing or whatever. He has yeah. like these ideas and, and I respect that. That's totally fine. By the way, for me, I, both of which he is personally very good at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also his about. son, his son is very athletic yeah. and very talented. Right. And so he, I think he feels like he wants to push him a little bit earlier than what, what me, maybe me with my son, but maybe because my son doesn't show as great of a physical aptitude for those things. His coordination is not quite there, but also like she shows the competitiveness. She shows the will and want. And at what point do you feel like you can push, start, start pushing her or directing? Because, you know, as kids, they don't always have that direction, the drive in the right direction, right? Or maybe the consistency, they might have the drive one day and then, and then they don't have the next day. You know, and and they don't have that competitiveness either. That that yeah, that's something that I know you said you you, you probably passed that down to her. Um, that's something that just can't be taught. Sometimes, man, that that right. that competitiveness because you'll have kids out there be like, I don't care, like whatever, yeah. like I don't care if I lost, I don't care about anything. And it's they they're not trying to that, that win mentality. And a lot of times, and we, that's a whole another conversation. A lot of times now because of the way sports are played and, and leagues are played, 
Um, a lot of people don't, you know, don't like everybody's winning, you know, all that. Um, when we grew up, it's, you know, first, second, third, or if you're not first, you're last type of thing, right? Mentality. But that competitiveness is a huge thing. And if your daughter already has that, then you build upon that with other things or whatever she wants to do. She's, she has it in her. And some kids go the other way where they're like, they're a talented athlete or they're, they're a talent, they're they're smart as hell or whatever it may be, whatever they're in. Right. But they just. Eh, that's okay. You know, like you could be the best actor in the world. And like, yeah, I just play around with it. I'm, I'm not trying to beat anybody yeah. else. I'm just having fun with it. So I think it is a, it's a, it's a balance that you have to find or try to find as a parent to guide your child in the direction that they feel comfortable in. And it's, it's tough because you don't, like you said, you don't want them to be so invested in something that their heart is broken if it doesn't happen. But you also don't want to say, don't shoot for your dreams. Go for it. It's really hard it. to know. It's hard. It's really tough. It's really hard to know when to push your kids to keep going and when to give them a little break. And it's really hard to know, okay, I'm going to drive them in this direction because that's what they want. Or yeah. is it what I want? Like, what is it? Well, have you tried, I was wondering how you navigate that. Well, have you tried like making sure that they only get half portions of dinner if that's they it. don't win the game on the weekends? <laughs> you nothing. Well, broccoli all night. Right, exactly. Like it's vegetables only if you don't win the game. <laughs> I only cook for myself. No. So I, I don't know what the kids so, eat, to be honest. I, mean, I make that joke at every game. And I, I, I'm, I'm the jerk parent that's just like, come on, if you like win my affection if you get a base hit tomorrow. Like I, I, I always... <laughs> I always do that, and I'm I'm that guy like making a comment like well, like come on son like you know win my affection. Guess like, not getting yeah. a snack after the game. I, I 100% do that. They, they, they as hand a out joke. the they hand out the snack bags. You're like nah, not for him. You see 100%. that? 100%. I'll loser? be like yeah. I mean, it's like earn your, earn your supper, buddy. Come uh, on, yeah, yeah. three strikes. Let's do, you know let's do it. Like we we like my, my thankfully my kids have a deeply. A, a positive or, or good sense of humor when it comes to that kind of stuff, and they understand my sense of humor when it comes to the kinds of comments that that we have, and and they know that I'm going to love them unconditionally no matter what, and and I, I've instilled that in them. So um, when when it comes to being competitive, it, it's a weird it's a weird dynamic because I want them to understand that like winning and losing matters, and if you're going to do a competitive thing. Do the competitive thing to the best of your ability. Put all of yourself into it, into whatever that endeavor is, and try to get the result that you expected by 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 doing the thing. Yeah. And but at the end of the day, like the 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 God, I don't know the right way to to, to say this, but but at the end of the day, what what you really want to instill in your kids is that it, it's the it's the effort, it's the preparation, it's all of the things that go into you. Uh, committing to your team that is the most important part of it. You know, there's a different balance between how I speak to my daughter who's a little bit older and a little bit more engaged in those things than my son on a lot of different levels because my my daughter can pick up on a lot more nuance than my son can. So when 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 she's playing basketball, like I I'm just I'm I'm a little ball of anxiety. That's been my 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 existence my entire life. It's all I know in in my professional life, my professional life. Uh, so when I, when I when she's playing basketball, I stand in the corner and I'm like I'm just like yelling at the coach and yelling at her oh, and, yeah. and trying to do all the things I can do because I'm super competitive that way. My son, you know, processes it differently than my daughter. And at some point, we're going to have to start crossing the barrier between 
um, you know, athletic endeavors and body image and athletic endeavors and all of those things too, which I'm sensitive to. And I want to make sure that she understands that self value and, and, and a lot of that. And, and I'm very sensitive to that. And I want them to understand because I feel like I didn't get the, the best education when it comes to nutritional education or understanding, you know, what the difference is between how your body responds to things at 15 versus 25 versus 45. Um, is that because you've never been a winner? Wow. Yeah. Like at any of those ages? Oh. Wow. Was that? That was the whiskey. I feel like that was the whiskey. That's the Woodford Reserve gonna, mixed with I'm monkey gonna go ahead. Shoulder. That was the monkey shoulder. Oh, that was the monkey shoulder. I'm going to take two minutes in the penalty box and come back to this because otherwise this is going to get very blue very quick. Oh, man. But it, it, yeah. It's, I still love you. I, I love think you it's – yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely hard. And I think when you're dealing – so it's one of those things. So like if we're talking about – Obviously, we all want to protect our children, right? And we want to protect them. As, and when I say protecting, meaning from any type of hurt, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whatever, right? Even stuff and they so, put on themselves, right? Like, right, right. Yeah. And so sometimes a kid or an adult will put something on a child to say, hey, you're going to be good at this, right? Whatever it may be. Pick a sport. Um, Tiger Tiger Woods, like you mentioned Tiger Woods earlier. Tiger Woods' dad said, you were going to be the best golf player ever, right? But by the way, before yeah. you before you continue on that, uh-huh. I just want to yeah. make this point. Like, have you seen the videos of Charlie Woods recently at some of these tournaments? Because Charlie Tiger's that's son, that's son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has yeah. Have been out good? there with him. Have yeah. you have you seen no, the videos of him? Is he good? He's amazing. Oh, amazing. Nice. How old like, is he? 12? Oh, wow. 13, no, I, I think I think when he came on he was twelve. He, he got good stuff. I think he's closer to like fourteen, fifteen now. I, I, well, my phone's yeah, on. If, if only we had supercomputers in our pockets like, to answer. Yeah, but, I know. Like, I, but, I but, can look it up. I mean, but here, but, <laughs> here but, we are guessing. But here's the thing. Like, no matter how old he is, he's clearly not of, you know, like he's not in college. or He's, he's not like. He's a, atypical it, it, for it, his age. But he's right. atypical for it's his age. Right. And also, like, would would any of us want to put that pressure on our kids? Well, none of us are Tiger Woods. No, no, I understand what that. You mean, oh, you mean like. But I'm just saying like. The pressure the, – the, the reason I ask that question is, is only because I, I think a lot of what we put on our kids is because like t- like what, what Charlie's going to have to go through mm. between today and the next 40 years is going to be largely dependent on who his father was. And yeah. I think that that's true in a much different way for the three of us sitting at this table. Yeah. And the only reason why I point that out is, is because I think that, that we're going to instill in our kids the competitiveness – that we had the the value we put on on athletics that we had in our childhood versus what we expect for our children and those things i think that these things don't happen in a vacuum and i think it's an important conversation to have about what those expectations are and whether or not those expectations are reasonable and whether or not the kids really deserve that expectation weight being put on them i mean a lot of the other things that we need to talk about uh, as as it relates to the value of, of like physical fitness and, and and education on that particular topic are valuable, but I also think that our experience unfortunately imprints on our kids in a way that maybe we don't always appreciate. So you think that piggybacking on that, it, it, like if okay, you're saying there's a lot of pressure because, and, and I'm assuming you're saying it's pressure because Tiger Woods is such a great golfer that the pressure is going to be now put on his son to keep up with that, or or should he, Tiger said. And go play another sport that you might be good at. 
because you ain't never going to meet my standards type of thing. Is that the pressure you're talking about? Or you're talking about something different that's just to par- keep up with me. That's part of it. And, and the thing is, is that like whether, whether we're talking about like Bronny James at SC, right? Right, right. right now, Bronny is is playing at, at trying USC, to be like dad, trying to be like his dad. And, and he's, he's very he's, clearly a five star. Yeah, he's, he's a good basketball player. 100%. Uh, may not like, be at the level that his dad but there's, is at, but he's a good like, basketball player. We, we always focus, I think, at least if you ever look at like Rivals or or any of or ESPN or any of the five star recruit websites for for college football and college basketball and those kinds of things, we always focus on um, you know how they stack up versus not only their 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 parents but also the other kids in their class or their generation or whatever. But I don't I, I think that misses the point. Like if we expect any of our kids to live up to our expectations or even their expect their own expectations that are. Sometimes I think unreasonably created. I mean, if you're if your kids' expectations are built on if if you're if you're Roger Federer and and you're Roger Federer's kids and and you're basing your expectation of what your career is going to be based on based on your dad, I think that's relatively un you know unreasonable. Have you heard? Yeah. Have you you guys know Shane Gillis? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Have yeah. you heard his thing about basketball with expectations or whatever? No. So he's like, I think we all. Like if we played basketball in junior high, you know, we all were like, yeah, I'm going to make it to the NBA. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then we all had that one black friend who could dunk in seventh grade. And we're like, oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> here's that dream. Never dashed. mind. You know, God. never mind. Yeah. I ain't I was, on that level. I was a guy tapping the backboard in seventh, eighth grade. And everyone was like, what the hell? You I know? could get foam, bro. I could get foam. I yeah, couldn't get the backboard. But, it, it, you know, it's. It's I, tough. I remember the first time I was watching a like an, uh, a major league baseball game, and they were like, "He's clearly at the end of his at, at the end of his career. He's uh, 32 years old." And I was like, "Oh shit! <laughs> oh, sh- I'm 33. That means I'm never playing in the NBA yeah, in the major league baseball." Yeah, like, yeah, there's that dream gone. Like, the, God damn! I like, thought there was a chance. I, I was like, like until yesterday, I was like, I don't know. Like somebody's gonna call. <laughs> like it's possible. Like I mean, I could walk on. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all semi delusional to a point when it comes to that kind of stuff, and I think that's semi-healthy to believe that we can go to 24 hour and just be like oh i'm gonna yeah, dunk on all these well games. you yeah. know there's all the people who who they will tell you like i never knew i couldn't do it yeah. so i did it you know and they made it right that's yeah eh, but how do you manage that in a kid you know, right there's, there's you don't want to dash their yeah, dreams you no know, you know you don't want to take away their dreams and I, if, I, I, this is my personal opinion i feel like you can you can guide them as much as you want right you can tell them, uh, you know, hey, play basketball, play soccer, whatever. Or you can never introduce them to anything or just one sport only, right? Like you're only playing basketball. You're only playing or like whatever Tiger. sport. You're only, you're only playing. playing golf. By the way, what's your view of that? Uh, just before you, before you move on, I want I want to hear what you what you have to say about that because that by itself yeah. is a big debate. My, uh, my feeling on that is that you uh, make whatever sports that you're interested in a lifestyle around your house with you and your family where it doesn't feel like you're pushing them to do something that's out of the norm. It's just a lifestyle thing. Like if we, like I grew up in a basketball family. My dad played uh, uh, basketball and football at Boston. He was awesome at both. Um, but me, my brother, um, we grew up, we just played basketball. That was just our thing. All my thing kids own like multiple pairs of Jordan ones. There so we're cool, right? Go. Like yeah, that's, great. we're fine. Okay, just making sure. I just so, want to make sure. So like we're yeah. all good for basketball so all the, the way around. So yeah, I'm, we're in the club. Yeah, you're there. in the club. So all right, I'm, just want to make sure. I'm not, I, I don't think that, I don't think a child should be pushed in any one direction. Um, so what we're doing with our kids is we're trying to 
show them all the different sports, right? And me and Peter had a, a religion uh, thing uh, on the first or second episode. And can I be a part of that? <laughs> well, we already. Have, we can do <laughs> oh that. no, dude! But, I have a. I literally so, have a degree oh, in religious I know. studies. Right, we, okay. like, I don't want to feel stupid. So we were kind of no, saying, it's not about feeling stupid. I just, I like, really want to hash it out. So with we were everybody. kind of saying Sorry. that if there was something where, uh, you know, if we wanted a child to know about all the different religions and then, you know, kind of not pick their choice, but say this is what we believe in. Here's all the other ones. Take a look, take a pick and, and take a look. But with sports, I'm kind of like, let's let's make it a little bit broader for my my personal belief for my children to say, hey, there's a bunch of sports out there. Tell me which ones you like. I'll tell you which ones you're probably going to be good at because of your body type um, or because of your parents or because me and your me and my wife, we both play basketball, right? We, she's a D1 basketball player. I didn't make it to D1, but I played enough basketball in my life. Yeah. And uh, we know basketball. So that's all we know. We don't know football. We don't know baseball. We don't know none of that. We, we, can, we know it, but we're not skilled enough to go outside and go, I'm going to show you how to run this route. But if anything basketball-wise in that house, you will know. You can know. We can teach you, not everything, but we can teach you everything that you need to do in order to be successful at playing basketball until you get a trainer or whatever really gets serious. So we can guide our tall freaking kids to go play basketball because they're going to be tall. My wife is 6'3", by the way, everybody. Um, and we can we, we would love to see them play basketball. Why? Because we both play basketball. We watch basketball. Uh, we're not huge football watchers. We're not huge baseball watchers. We're not huge golf watchers. But who knows? My son or daughter or whoever would be the best golfer out there, right? And I always wonder this question too. And I'll, I'll just your son is definitely going to be a volleyball player. Yeah, he could be 100%. or a swimmer. I want him in swimming because he's so long, he's so skinny, and all that. And I think too. By the way, right? best pool party I've ever been to in my entire goddamn <laughs> life has been house? at Tony's yeah, house. Tony's so, house. like, I mean, but so I so I feel like you know you you introduce them to everything. Um, you can kind of point like my son's not going to be a gymnast. He's just going to be too tall for that. Um, my wife had a story because again, my wife is six, three. She had a story that when she was maybe in fifth grade, uh, something like that, she went to a gymnasium because she saw something on TV or Olympics or whatever. I want to be a gymnast. Her mom took her down there. They said, yo ass is too tall. It ain't going to work. <laughs> it just ain't going to work. Really? Gymnast- Seriously? Gymna- gymnastics is for smaller people. Sure, for sure. I mean, what, tell me the last time you've seen a gymnast at 16. I know, but <laughs> I think Simone Biles is, Nobody. what, three feet tall? So, yeah. like, like she's, yeah. So no, in fifth sure. grade, my wife was probably five seven, five eight. you know? And they're just like, yeah, all right. And then she got introduced to basketball, and she thrived. So... You know, none of my kids are probably going to be a gymnast, but they can be almost everything else, right? But it's uh, so we'll show them everything that they can thrive in, uh, uh, point out the things that we can help them with because I'm trying to show my kids basketball. I can help a little bit with baseball, I can help a little bit with uh, football, uh, soccer, you know, all that, and then just build upon that and whatever they kind of you know go toward. I think is I th- I think that's positive, and if they can play multiple things, that's great. Once you're, I feel like when we grew up, there was a lot of, op- we were always outside just playing, right? And so that's how you learned it. Now, you have to sign them up. To Everything's play, organized. Right? Everything's yeah. organized. So it's kind of sad because before, hey, go out in the street. What y'all playing today? Soccer. What y'all playing? Flat, uh, football. Which is, uh, what's it? Uh, heads up, right? What is it? Heads up when you throw it. Uh, no, fly. Uh, oh, man. 
Man, I'm, I'm losing the, the the thought. But anyway, three flies up, right? Was it three flies up? You threw yeah, football? Yeah, yeah. Three oh, flies yeah, up, yeah. three flies yeah, up, whatever. So you're playing Oh, my that. God, that was you're, a great game. You're playing basketball. You're playing uh, <laughs> I forgot about basketball. That. By the way, so many so many of those games we can't even repeat. Like, no. The, 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 there, there, there are some some versions of that game. Do you guys remember playing Jungle Ball? I think it was called Jungle Ball. Yeah. Jungle Basketball? Ball, well, in Jungle Ball, like, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat the name. I know full well that like that it, it is it is not whatever. But I think we all probably played it. But you remember like Smear the Queer? Like, yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Like it was, it like, was the same thing. I think Jungle Ball. Like, Jungle Ball. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the same thing. Was, like, that was the name that yeah, yeah, a lot that, of people would come then. and refer to it. We understand that it is not at all appropriate to course, like use no. that word but like we were but but that there were a bunch of those kinds of things that were just very common kind of street games that everybody played outside yeah, every day games yeah because you just, had nothing else to do there was nothing else to do we didn't have video games in everybody's home we didn't have you know, nobody had cell phones or ipads yeah, yeah. or any of that kind of stuff it was also our parents wouldn't let us in the house <laughs> yeah. no, but yeah. you guys, my, my mom would like not let me in the house get out I would until have to go like out. until dinner time. Yeah, i did my homework sure. and, then I, and then you get the fuck out right until the street lights but come think on. about how i mean much, think how, go ahead sorry no i should say i mean think about i mean I, I i like i don't know about you either one of you specifically but i mean i remember like you know i was just on my skateboard until like Dusk. <laughs> All yeah. Day, yeah, yeah. I mean, just gone. every day. I it was, was just rollerblades for me, bro. Right, right. I no was just. Way to reach I was gone. Yeah. I was miles from my house. Yeah, yeah gone. Yeah. The idea now that I would just like. You remember my... racing home? Like, oh shit, streetlights are on, and you would race home for miles. No, here's bro. the thing. As a that latch, was me. This as, is a, really? as, yeah. as a latchkey kid, I don't remember the shit at all. I remember like, oh, who do I? Have oh, to go I would home? get in I, trouble. I have, I have like a like a pizza pocket to get home to, or whatever. Like, I think today about like. I was eight to ten miles away from my house on a skateboard. If I my daughter called me and said I'm ten miles away on my skateboard, out, huh? I'd be like, "Call on the national guard! What yeah. the hell is going on?" Like the 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 whole like the world that we <laughs> live in when it comes to that particular dynamic has changed in a way that is oh, not. Yeah, drastically. Relatable. Yeah, it's not. It, it doesn't at all relate to yeah. our kids. I would generation. be all the way across. So our our town, Where Simi Valley, yeah. <laughs> is maybe what eight miles? Eight miles across. Across, yeah. across yeah. Six, maybe six 10. miles deep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would be all the way on the other side of Simi Valley. Yeah. on my rollerblades. I'd be yeah. calling the governor. It I would is, be trying to figure out what Mister Newsom could do to like get my daughter to be in a safe place. And there was no fear. If she was more than a mile was no, from There me. was no fear or concern when you got home. Parents, hey, how was it? Where'd you go? No, the, the only fear was Nothing. that I was late and they, they'd yeah, be mad yeah. because I was late. But they didn't care that you were out all no. day. It was but by like, the way, hey, that's like a separate go? topic for you guys to talk about oh, some yeah, other time. Because like the, the way we grew up where our, where our parents were just like, I don't know, like he turned up at eight o'clock and was alive. So cool, things are cool. Like if you tried to do that today, I'm pretty sure Child Protective Services. Well, would I know, be I know that they're uh, they've talked about this on a lot of other like podcast shows or whatever. But there was a commercial that would come on TV at 10 o'clock at night. Do you remember this? <laughs> it's one? 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children oh, yeah, 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 yeah. are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had to remind parents that they had kids. Yeah, are I'm they in the house? Chilling. I don't fucking know. Yeah, the TV told me to check. Yeah, I better go check. Oh fuck, yeah. they're not here. I saw where do I? On- where do I do? Well. There's no cell phones. You can't call them. I saw something on Instagram. Some some girl was saying. All you can do is saying, hey, I'm going to call little Johnny, his best friend. Is he at your house? No? Well, fuck. That's all I got. Some some parent was saying 80s and 90s parents had it easy compared to us 2020 Because they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, because they didn't care. By the way. I mean, they cared, but they were just like. That's a massive lesson for all of us to both like 
take a deep breath and like just like realize that no like, man if i lose sight of my kid at the park i'm like fucking panicking i under, i understand and and that's that's a reasonable response to the way you expect your expectation is for yeah. where your kids need to be and whatever but I'm, what i'm saying is is that i'm not sure that the fear lives up to the expectation of the fear if that makes sense right like the fear that my kids are going to be kidnapped like maybe Liam Neeson is going to have to like go after my kids. I mean, maybe there's going to be a situation where like, he's going to have to like hunt them down from some, you know, Eastern skills. European, like, you know, kidnapper, like maybe that's going to happen. But like the chances of that are like incredibly small. And the idea that like every movie or, or TV show we see is going to be like our life no, experience. No, not in your neighborhood though. Well, I don't, I mean, your neighborhood. Do you want to know <laughs> one, of the, one of the biggest differences? And I, I, I talked about this the other day with somebody, maybe my wife, um, one, of the, one of the biggest. I don't really remember maybe, talking to my wife. Really, but, maybe my maybe wife. at work. I don't know. But it, the one of the biggest differences of growing up, it might have been me and my wife talking. Could about have been it. Obama. I don't know. It, hey, he'll pick up the phone. I guess. One of the, who the fuck it was. Of all people, biggest, Obama. I don't know who the fuck it was, yeah. bro. It was one somebody. Barack. Barack yeah. called me. But one of the biggest differences of us being kids and being gone all day, and uh, kids being kids today. One thing that we did not have, which is obviously you know, cell phones, electronics, and all that, was water bottles. I don't remember having no damn water bottle when I was out. No, you drank out of the hose. Yeah, you drank out of anybody's hose. hose. Yeah. By the way, that's why we're all going to have like Parkinson's next year. Like that's like, that's all. Yeah. But now it's changing. Where's my water bottle? You know, every kid's got a Stanley cup down there now, you know? And it's just like, it's just, I was like, I don't remember having a water bottle at all. And then now every parent has two or three if they have multiple kids. Everybody's got their Stanley. Are you got kidding me? I have, a, I have a subsection of my entire kitchen that is <laughs> dedicated to drying water bottles. Yeah. I, I, we have, I think we have per capita 50 water bottles per person in my house. It's, it's absolutely incredible. I don't remember being Let me ask you this. Do you guys think, if you went around the neighborhood right now, my neighborhood right now, do you think you would find a front yard hose? A hose attached oh, to some hose? spigot in the front yard I have, of a house. I mean, my I, mean house, I got one in my house. I was going to say, at my house, I have one. You yeah. do? Yeah, I got one because I water my roses in the front I have one on the side. <laughs> I'm real domestic. But if I'm like walking around, <laughs> like, you know, you used to see like the hose hooked up to like that little sprinkler unit and it would yeah, be yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you could go to anybody's house and you're, drink out of their home. But do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember specifically? Because I to, to this day, I, I could tell you if you, I, by the way, we should do this as like a thing. But like I believe I could tell you water from a hose in a like if I drank it, I believe I could tell you what that taste is. Oh yeah. Versus oh, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. like bottled water. Yeah. Like hose it tastes water. like rubbery oh, plastic. Yeah, no. You could absolutely taste the iron. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and don't drink that first part. I was say, that shit's gonna you scald your mouth. That shit's gonna be hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah, whatever those chemicals are that were like, you know, trend, you but, know, but, giving but, themselves to the water. Yeah, that water's just baking. Yeah, it was kind of like it was kinda like a neighborhood, you know, you just go to wherever whoever's hose was there, if you know, in your neighborhood. As far as I remember, and you, you drank out of the hose, yeah. And it's like I don't think people's water bills were as high as they are now, but it's like it's no, just, nobody that, cared that, before. That's gone now, yeah. you know. And or you had a lot of more water fountains. Apparently, speaking of that, you're I was going to say. By the way, on. I hear the fountain. Isn't that funny? Yeah, I hear the sprinklers going on. Yeah, sprinklers going on. Right on cue. That's funny. Here, um, by the way, like just a few years ago, I well, it was I guess it was um 2014. I was training for the LA Marathon and I would run I, w- I lived on the east end of my town and I would run across town and my brother-in-law used to live 
well, he wasn't my brother-in-law then, but my brother-in-law, current brother-in-law, used to live <laughs> partway through town. It's all over the place. I'm yeah. just, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. There are so many details in that. I just, None just, of which you need to know no, for no, the purpose not, of the story. Not relevant, not relevant to the like, story yeah. at all. <laughs> Who Never gives mind. a fuck so anyway, whose yeah, brother-in-law this, is what? This, this guy. Sorry. <laughs> random dude. So a guy you knew. Yeah. yeah. A guy I currently yeah. love, but that then I didn't love, and now he's part of my family. Anyways, who cares? Some dude. So I, w- I would be training for the marathon and I'd be running across town. And he lived with his friend and his friend's, I think, girlfriend at the time. And I, his house was five miles from my house. And so I would run the five miles to his house and then run back. And then during the summer, Athletic. I would, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would drink out of his hose. He had a front yard hose. Yeah. So I would run the five miles, get a little drink out of his hose. And I scared the shit out of the girl that he was living with at the time. <laughs> she was like, there's a man drinking from our, like, it's almost like she didn't grow up drinking out of someone's hose in the front yard because I just drank out of the hose and I just ran off. Like, that was it. But she was scared <laughs> to fucking bits that there was a large man, large sweaty man, drinking out, of her, out of her hose. That was it. Who the hell is well, you're my Get out of my yard. And and honestly, the biggest part of the problem, the stigma is... It's that, that monkey shoulder talking. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that... It's I not, think no. that should be our thing now. Like, anytime somebody says something <laughs> fucked up, it's like, hey, monkey paw. No, no, no. That's that monkey hand Fucking on monkey paw, bro. What I'm, what so I'm saying is, is that, shit. like... like the difference between people who watch like left news and right news and whatever else determines whether or not that is a thing that is okay or not okay. And it's not as simple as you and I used to make it out to be, which was like, I'm drinking from a hose. hose. Yeah. It's just, I need water. I need water because I'm I mean, thirsty. I do. I run in like four inch shorts too. Like they're short. <laughs> yeah. But you're also running in like $200 on clouds. Like it's crazy. Not like, back then, bro. Come on. Not back then. <laughs> How long ago was this? Yeah. When was, was this? 2000. 14. I didn't really oh, have any okay. money. Ten years ago, you had you money. Were, uh, yeah, before I had kids. You're banking. Fuck. Well, I mean, I had more money <laughs> had before more, I had kids. Yeah, yeah. Kids. yeah. What are you talking now about? You definitely broke. You're still running in like Nike, Nike freeze. Pegasus. Nike freeze. Pegasus. <laughs> you were Pegasus. You were wearing Pegasus. Come on. I, I transitioned to Pegasus, but I think back then I was I was wearing the freeze. But <laughs> that was that was really trendy. What, what I'm saying is, is that like like that that kind of nonsense is the kind of stuff that is like like stigmatized. BS about whatever about like you being able to like. Well, to be honest, I mean, we've all heard stories about like kids, you know, going into someone's front yard or just knocking on the door, and somebody opens up the door and just like fires on them, right? There was a thing the other day. I saw somebody got like that shit. That shit. You never heard about that shit when we were kids. Yeah, we. Well, what are you talking about? Yes, we did. Well, to be fair, when we were kids, yes. Well, well, to be just like being in someone's front yard and you would be fired upon. Yeah. Well, you know what? But to be fair, it happens. We just didn't hear about it as much because we didn't have access to the mainstream news. Yes, that's That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Just like kidnappings happened when we were younger. It just wasn't mainstream it wasn't news mainstream. because we didn't know what was going on in yeah. other states like that. And we, there's also a big difference. Local news, I think. That's my personal no, opinion. No, and he's 100% right. And, and and the difference is is that like it depended it, – it was absolutely dependent I really don't appreciate on, you guys ganging up on me. Like, yeah, man. No, like by the way, fuck you. <laughs> the, the, the the reality was is that like it depended on like, – like we heard about John Benet Ramsey for a decade and not yeah. about a hundred right. kids of color – that had gone through the exact same situation. So, like, there was a, an awful lot that was dependent upon, upon what community you lived in, what community you were a part of, and all of the other things as it related to your experience with those things. But this is this is why, like, you hear about – I can't remember the, 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 the guy's name who was, like, jogging through a neighborhood and got gunned down. 
by by people who you know thought like oh he must be running away from a robbery just because he was like jogging through a neighborhood and he was darker than most of the people that lived in that neighborhood like that is that is a story that is not uncommon today that we talk about but it's just it's it's a thing that is is something that we're willing to talk about now more than right. we were when we were kids. Yes, yeah, right. It, it's, in yeah. our, it's in our faces. It's in our yeah. faces it's in more. Our, every day. You can't get away from it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's it on Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's, it's on the, the yeah. news feed on your on right. your because you're not beholden to the local news yeah. station to be amplifying your voice. You can do it yourself because of Facebook and TikTok yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all of these social media things. We're only aware of it now more because the the democratization of your voice. Bro, you can't use these words. I'm sorry. Okay. We are a full bottle and a half. The the only thing we had back in the day was, you know, I don't know what you're saying. Local news and milk cartons. Three milk cartons. So so I just want to make sure that for if if I'm ever invited back, which at this point I don't think I'm going to be, but if I'm ever invited back, we'll let the people judge. Three three syllables. Three syllables is where we draw the line, is what you're saying. What's a syllable? Just three. The just fuck three. are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus, that's that monkey shoulder. No, yeah, we're just all, talking we're down on that to Woodbridge us. Reserve. <laughs> oh, nah, y'all got me messing up. Treat your all host right, with so. respect. <laughs> well, we're gonna wrap it up. That's about our time for today. Um, we may do a quick, um, quick dilemma uh, on a separate podcast, just because I uh, want to do this dilemma tonight and uh, get Chris's opinion on it. So it might be a quick 10, 15 minute episode added. We will see. Um, but we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Again, we've, uh, we had some monkey shoulder in the first episode, a little bit of Woodford Reserve, double oaked, uh, and both good right around that, uh, you know, three, 3.5 for the Woodford and, uh, 2.5 or so, uh, a little bit less for Chris over on the uh, monkey shoulder. So, uh, thank you for listening and, uh, we'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Tony, why you got to mess up a good time, man? Oh, man, a good you time, know, that's you what know? I do, baby. We on, we, on, we on time. I keep it on time. I'm looking at it. So you guys say bye. Cheers. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Cheers, fam. Bye. <laughs>